This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. And now, the new home of the Chicago Bears. We are live from the State Street Old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome to Black and Abdallah. On ESPN Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. We were just talking about how Beverly Hills Cop was released December 5th, 1984. Uh, and, you know, one of the great things that I, I think is, like, underrated about it is, like, Eddie Murphy just plays the character. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you see a comedian in a role in a movie today, they have to, like, they have to be, like, wacky. Mm-hmm. Like, no one can just, like, play the character. Like, Axel Foley, he's just... He's just the cop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to describe it. I have when a theory. You, when you rewatch the movies that are mm-hmm. old, and Charlie, like, what, what's different about today is, like, if, if a comedian were to be in an action film today, like, the first scenes would have to be him being, like, raunchy or wacky or, yeah. like, big comedy. Where, like, Axel Foley is just, he's in the movie as the character. A. Murphy's in the movie as the character. And then you get, like, comedy later sprinkled well, in. Like, it's not, it's, like in your face about him being a comedian what it does is it gives you the cop tropes first right yeah so you destroyed all these cars and all these buildings and he walks into the and he's like give me your badge and your gun like that kind of thing (laughs) like it's it's it gives you all the uh the bad cop movie tropes first before he right. does the banana in the tailpipe. Yes. And before he goes into the, the hoity-toity, like, uh, club where he talks to the, the bad guy or whatever, right? Like, it does all that stuff later in the movie. Then it, it first establishes itself as a cop movie. Right. And yeah. that's the key. And yeah. when you rewatch it, it's like you would assume knowing what Eddie Murphy was at that time to establish the comedy first. But if you look at his movies, though, like... Coming to America does that too. Coming to America establishes him as Prince Akeem first, and the funny stuff doesn't happen until like right. 20 minutes into the movie when they get. Right. To, like there's that whole weird scene where him and Arsenio Hall like fight. Like that's not funny. <laughs> it's just weird. But, and then it gets funny when he gets to America. Like he is, th- like all of his, I mean, dude, look at his 80s. I know Bill Simmons has done this forever, but from 82 to 89. 48 Hours, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, The Golden Child, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Raw, Coming to America, Harlem Nights, Another 48 Hours was in 1989. Championship belt, man. Dude, that's insane. He had a run. And he was like 20. Yeah, my, my theory, Chris, on your yeah. point about how comedy stars have to be super silly is I think Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler ruined that because they're so over the top in their movies, but they're the biggest, they're the most bankable comedy stars in the 2000s. We compare that to... You know, Eddie Murphy, Bill uh, Bill Murray, Leslie Nielsen even. Those guys, like, Bill Murray's just Bill Murray in pretty much every yeah, movie he is. he's in. No, mm-hmm. you're right. Bill Murray had the same kind of uh, strategy as far as movie. And, and you could even say, like, Chevy Chase to an extent. Like, it was like the 80s. The 80s movies, the actors took the role. Like, mm-hmm. the, the role was play the character first. When we got to the 90s with Carrie and Sandler, it was like, be the comedian and be the celebrity first. And then we'll just piecemeal a movie around your wackiness even like austin powers too yeah yeah well you know who figured it out in the 2000s and whether you like the movies or not is vince vaughn was just vince vaughn in every movie he did whether it was um couples retreat or the breakup or uh wedding crashers he's just 
it's the, the same, same character. It's the same everything. thing over and over again, and it's just putting Vince Vaughn into different movie roles. Like he kind of did the Eddie. He mastered that in the two thousands. Yeah, it, it was great. So uh, there you go. In uh, nineteen eighty four, the movie was released on this day. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN one thousand, the ESPN Chicago app. Let's go to Dave in Lincoln Park. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Dave? Hey guys, how's it going? Good man. What's up? Hey, thank you for that 1984 flashback. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have visions of myself using my pencil eraser to make the Van Halen logo oh, in yeah. my need, my need <laughs> notebook. <laughs> so anyway, I, I wanted to shift the subject a little bit yeah. and talk about the beloved. Um, I, I think we're all in agreement if they stay with the number one overall pick, they're probably going to pick the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Having said that, they're probably going to need a new, a new coaching staff, right? Even though I think that they're going to give Iberflus another year, I'm leaning towards if they pick a new quarterback, they need a new coach as well. That's going to groom them. What are, your, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because I have a, I have one coach in mind who I think can change this whole town in, in one fell swoop. Who do you got? What's the name? Bobby Slowick. Slowick from the uh, <laughs> yeah. Texans? Yeah, and his dad was a defensive coordinator for the Bears at one point in the early 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what he's doing with C.J. Stroud right now, it's pretty unbelievable. And, he, and he's from the Shanahan coaching tree that dates back to like 2010, 2011, when they were in Washington. So if he's not a candidate for a coaching job in this offseason, I can almost guarantee you that if C.J. Stroud puts up these numbers next year, he's going to be the hottest coach out there. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, I think he's going to be a candidate this year just because of the amount of vacancies that are going to that are going to happen. Right. Thanks for the call, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and that's where you could look at the Texans. They've had a lot of success this year. Yeah, I think that like once we get closer to the end of the season and we kind of know what this team is going to be in the final five games, because I do truly believe that they are using these last games, you know, and the two before this. Whatever Justin was healthy, they're using these games as a measuring stick. And you look at how the defense has played under Iberflus. But what I can't let go of when I think about bringing Iberflus back is, sure, the guys haven't given up on him. They've kind of turned a corner here with this defense. They're, they've been a, a great defense uh, the last few weeks of the season. You know, they're, they're putting up the turnover numbers that he preaches about. They're getting to the quarterback since they added Montez Sweat and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's great. But what I keep going back to is when you and I come in here on Mondays and whether we're hosting Bears Night in Chicago or whether we're just doing the show here and we talk about the in-game decisions. And I keep wondering if coaches can learn from that and become better head coaches because if they decide to stick with him and the second he has a screw up, in a late game. And like we see it from, from great coaches all the time. I'm not saying Iberflus isn't, you know, the only one that does it. We see it from coaches that have been in the league for, you know, five, six, seven years. You know, they make dumb decisions because they're in the moment and they just make that dumb decision. Whether it's timeouts or going forward or not going forward, whatever. I just don't know if he's still a good head coach or a really good defensive coordinator. What do you care more about? A coach who makes great in-game decisions or a coach that gets his team to play for him? Well, they're playing for him and they only have four wins. So, yeah, but I I think what the path you were leading us down was a path perhaps where they win some games here towards the end. 
And thus, he and Justin are coming back because they, out of the last five games, get four more wins, and they're sitting at eight and nine to finish the season. Mm-hmm. I would argue if you finish eight and nine, it would appear as if your team is playing for you. Yeah, absolutely. But he also, at that same time, could be a bad in-game decision maker. So I, I, that's why the question popped up into my head. What, what do you value more in your head coach? Someone who makes great in-game decisions or someone that gets their team to play for him? You know, well, look at Brandon Staley with the Chargers. I think he is a, a smart tactician when it comes to in-game decisions. But with that said, it doesn't seem to appear that his team plays for him. You know, yeah. for for the Chargers. I, can it, I get both? Like, here's the problem. You would right? like to have both. And that's why when you said, can a guy learn from the in-game decision-making, I would rather give time to a guy that has his team playing for yes. him who makes bad decisions than a guy who makes great decisions, but clearly the team has tuned him out. I would like to be at a point where the team is playing well enough for him and we don't have to talk about, you know, he's over a touchdown dog and this is his record because the team just isn't prepared and they don't show up. Where they're in games every every single week and they're winning multiple games, like they're a 10-win team. And then we talk about, well, you know, maybe they would have won the division and not been a wildcard team if he would have done this in a game, right? Like, I can get, I'm more so to the point where I want a coach that, has a team ready to play every single game, and they're not out of any game. Like, they're in every single game. Like, look, the Eagles are, besides the 49ers game this last last week, they've been losing in a lot of these games and found ways to come back and win games. That's a team that is ready to play every single week and find ways to win. Whether it's gritty, whether it's pretty, it doesn't matter. They find ways to win football games until they're pushed around by the 49ers. But I don't think that there was a single in-game decision by Nick Sirianni that cost him that game. They were just overmatched by the 49ers. You want both. We can't have both. No, I, I, I want to be <laughs> I want to be the little girl in the commercial that's like, what do you want? And she goes, why not both? I want both. I want por que no los dos. Like, that's what I want. Marcus in Minneapolis listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Marcus? You guys him? Yeah, we, we got, got you, Marcus. What's up, man? Hey, man, I, I, kudos, man. I, I listened to the, the podcast, the last night's podcast, late. And then I seen a clip on YouTube this morning. And, man, that was great radio. Oh, thank you, thank you Marcus. Say, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no problem, man. I mean, I, I, I like you guys. You know, I've been calling the other shows. I always yeah. talk to you guys. But um, I just want to say it was refreshing hearing just a regular take, no over-extreme, you know, takes. Because the issue I'm seeing, I, I consider myself kind of in the middle on keeping fields or getting rid of them. Um, if I had to lean towards one way, I would say keep them. But you get people, I think people get so married to their takes that they get disrespectful or they get outrageous with, like, providing stats and stuff. And I, I think maybe it was you, Abdallah, that said um, – Fields is showing some promise. It's not like he's um, playing like Zach Wilson. And that's the main thing I said. The way people talk sometimes, they act like he's like Zach Wilson. If he was that bad, we wouldn't even be having this conversation at all. It would be clearly we're picking a quarterback this year. But he has something that he's showing us something that makes us question, should we keep him or should we get rid of him? And then um, I'll finish up my point. Prime example, I think the one of the callers you had, he was saying, uh, he said, he said uh, Geno Smith and somebody was better than Fields. And then you guys gave the QBR stats, and he was just kind of stuck. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Kind of like, and I was like, people don't, they don't provide any context or they don't look up numbers. They're just married to their take. 
Yeah. And you just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, stick with it and, you know, whatever. But it's refreshing, though. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem, Marcus. Appreciate the phone call. 312-332-3776. Yeah, the other quarterback, we were talking about Geno Smith, and this was on the heels of the uh, Thursday night game with Dak Prescott. Yeah. And so we were talking about Geno Smith, and we were talking about Dak Prescott, and we were talking about the future for Justin Fields. And for some reason or another, quarterback rating came up in the conversation. And I think we, we looked it up, and like Geno Smith, his quarterback rating was 89 on the season. And he was like, well, see, that's really good. Justin Fields could never do that. And I was like, well, actually, Justin Fields' quarterback rating this season is 91. Yeah, it's better. Uh, Joe Slightly. Burrows is 90. Um, Dak Prescott this year is one of the better ones at 108. Brock Purdy is the top dog at 116. But Justin Fields has a better quarterback rating than Jordan Love at 90, than Geno Smith at 89, and many other decent quarterbacks. And that that's what kind of uh, stuck the caller who was trying to prove to us that Justin Fields absolutely sucks. It's yeah. like some of the numbers actually are okay when it comes to Justin Fields. He's not terrible. Yeah, look, I, I think it's all about... It, that was also... We were talking about the game plan, right? Like, people were upset by the game plan against the Vikings, and we just spent, you know, five minutes talking about Matt Eberflus and the coaching staff. They need to show that they can win games. Like, the game plan is the game plan. You need that... That, that game needs to end when those 60 minutes are up with a W. And it doesn't matter what the game plan is. If Justin Fields, like, I'll tell you this right now, bet bet over yards for Justin Fields rushing this week because I guarantee you they're going to run the same game plan that they've ran the last three games against the Lions because the Lions haven't found a way to stop it. Justin Fields is going to run, and he might not throw a lot. He's going to run the football because that has what's been able to keep you in games with the Lions the last three games. And it's prob- they're going to go to it until it's it's what Belichick used to do. You find a weakness and you exploit it until they find a way to stop it. And they have been able to exploit a weakness in the, in the Lions for some reason. They can't stop Justin Fields when he's running the football. And they're going to keep doing it again this week against the Lions. I guarantee you they will. 312-332-3776. We're talking football with you here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We have a lot of great help here on the show, Abdal. Uh, we, we have two producers usually every single night tonight. We have Charlie Bevins and Justin Pottinger who are producing tonight's show. Mayor of Vibes is in the house. Uh, you and I are of a different generation, though, of uh, the two gentlemen working the show. We are elder millennials is what they call I've us. I've never felt more of an elder millennial yeah. than I do today. Right now? Now I'm 39. You're almost 40, my man. <laughs> Closer uh, to 40 than I am 30. Tell yes. That. Yes, you are. And uh, of the millennial generation, you know, sometimes uh, there's a lot of stuff that we all get and then there's always the new kids on the block and the new kids on the block the gen zers yeah uh the cool kids mm-hmm. who are TikToking their way through life uh are, are here to establish uh their own 
uh, set of uh, rules and identity. And and the one thing that I want to uh, kind of notify here is that Charlie and Justin, both Gen Zers. Am yeah. I correct on this, guys? Both Gen Zers? Yeah, I was born in 99. Okay, 99? 2000. 2000, okay. God. Yeah, those are years I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember doing things in those years. I would, I would tell you years. that uh, Pottinger uh, missed an opportunity <laughs> to say that he's Gen V, bro. Vibes. <laughs> I'm Gen Vibes. Uh, so here's uh, something where I think you two need to defend uh, the honor of all Gen Zers, because what the hell? Yeah, what are you uh, guys doing? Here's a new study from CBS News. Nearly a third of Gen Zers steal from self-checkout aisles, a survey shows. How much? That's right, a third. According to LendingTree, 31% of Gen Zers have stolen items from self-checkout kiosks compared to 15% of people who admit it from any other age. Those figures come from a new study of about 2,000 U.S. consumers between the ages of 18 and 77. Nearly a third of Gen Zers are stealing from self-checkout aisles. So, Charlie, Justin, Gen Zers on the staff, you two need to defend your generation. Explain what yourself. the hell? Do you, guys, do you guys not steal, like, anything from self-checkout? No, you no? don't steal. What is it? Okay, now, hold it's on a second. It's too easy. Hold on. Hold on. It's gotten hard recently. Hold on. Hold on. Sometimes. <laughs> do you steal? No, let me finish. Sometimes I feel like it's egregious to pay seven cents for a bag. So I will say, they will say, how many bags? Me and too. I will go, Me too. zero. I brought this plastic bag from home. I don't, see. I don't think this study is in referring to the bags that you're paying for as you're checking out. I think this is referring to items I understand. you are stealing from Just retailers. Full transparency, though. I have taken, I have done the, I'm not, you know what? No. I'm using zero I, bags. I always do it. Because I feel like I'm going to get caught. That's what are you why. Get caught? What are they going to do? They don't I'm like, care. What do I have? You know, why like, are you guys stealing from the yeah. self-checkout? Kids, What's you, wrong with kid, you two? Kid, uh, kids at DePaul used to steal stuff from that Whole Foods all the time. Now that's, the and that's why Walmart and Lawrence. And that's why that Whole Foods shut down, Charlie. <laughs> all right. So That's so, the first Whole Foods I've ever seen like shut down. Charlie Bevins, Gen Zier, have you stolen from a store? Yes. What did you steal? Uh, like a soda. You just you just don't put it in. You just scan other yeah, stuff. And you're well, like, nah, this one's for so me. So there's, there's, there's so, like, all right. So like, I I shouldn't say I'm like an active stealer of Criminal. things. Yeah, but you Criminal. know, every now and then. Every now and then. Not every now and then, but this like is active. Sometimes, like, yeah. You're like, I, man, it's, rent it's is been due a while. Sodas for me. Yeah. I mean, so Kroger, Kro- like Kroger stores are very particular about it like if you even like lay a finger yeah, on yeah. the on the yeah. scale so, so thing, is the jewels it'll yeah. um it'll like show the overhead camera but mm-hmm. like for a while they're like um like safeway i don't know if safeways are out here but <laughs> no the one in oregon target just... and whole foods are not they're not like weighted yeah and then yeah they're like safeway which is like a chain in oregon like you just steal like mountain dew pretty target, easily target they have the cameras right yeah, on you though from a downward angle what have you like, stolen justin, justin Pottinger, what have you stolen it's it's i don't know it's the little things i'm out of my stealing days Gum, it was back, in, back in the suburbs you know or it's too easy it's too hard in the city those are bad vibes man jeez what is wrong with you guys what is wrong with the gen zers Exposed. why are you guys stealing Plus, that's not the even thrill. fun stealing. <laughs> the thrill. Like, that's not even fun shoplifting. 
Like I, I, I couldn't. I'm trying to think of the last thing I stole. Like you've something never, you've never I broke do the bag up. thing all the time. I will always say one bag when I'm using four. That's a, that's a, that doesn't that doesn't count. I know. That's I'm just try, something I'm trying that's to being taxed on from the city. You don't know what it's like to sweat in a Best Buy deodorant, when you crack open deodorant, the drill case to pop a CD out. Dude, stick deodorant's like nine bucks. Can't have that. So wait, it How sounds you like you have stolen deodorant. Yeah, yeah, when I was like fourteen. All right. From Best so what's Buy. what's all this? I didn't have any money then. You work. <laughs> you work for a living. You guys are adults. You have a job. I don't think I have since college. Justin, have you stolen since college? It's too hard in the city, man. <laughs> it's too difficult. They're not getting yes. after you in Lawrence. That's yes. It's They're too not difficult. They're not coming for me in the burbs, bro. I'm scared. I would say in the suburbs that they have less things to do, that they're more likely to nail shoplifters than the police in the city. I would say that's probably true. Roughly one in three young shoppers in the U.S. have admitted to giving themselves a five-finger discount at self-checkout counters. A new study shows, according to CBS News. When uh, when I was a kid, like a very like three, probably, I remember I like I my mom was checking out at like a jewelry store or something, and I like put a necklace in her shopping bag, and uh, like the alarm went off. You're stealing necklaces? I see. I was three. I didn't arrested? know any better. No, no. She's like, I have no idea how that got in there. <laughs> Your mom's gonna <laughs> do hard time because you need some gear. No, it was, I was getting it for her, but then you know I was three, so I didn't. It didn't register in my head like, oh, there's probably this is probably a transactional situation. I What's can't the just most have expensive this. thing you've stolen? Nothing crazy. Nothing over ten dollars. Ten, no do- dude. No way. Nothing over ten. Ottinger, what are you is doing? Is that a lot? Man? Yes, it's a lot. That's stolen a couple sodas. That's petty like a, theft, like a little bag of chips. I, I was always, know. I was always afraid. Like I would Why never. Why do you feel like you're entitled to the bag of chips? It's easy. My friends thought it'd right? be funny. <laughs> See, I never. This is, I never, this is what we have to offer. From I never Gen tried. Zers. I never tried stealing alcohol because I knew if I if I no, got caught, no. that would actually have consequences if I was underage. But you know, they catch you with the soda. I used to think so highly. I used to think so highly of the Mara vibes and okay, how, how about this? Have you got? Have you asked for a water? At a no. fast food place and then filled it up with soda right Every after. Every time. No. Every time. Saves what? you two, three dollars. <laughs> You're stealing. I feel like everybody does that though. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I'm surprised Chris hasn't. That no, to me, no. to I, me, I, that's I think it's like more of a. He, I, I just don't drink soda. That's like thing. we used to take like when we used to go to Chipotle and you would take oh, you like take a full time stack time of napkins. Forty yes. napkins. Yeah, yeah, you, napkins yeah, you, used, water cup you used to take the hot sauce. Yeah, I didn't have paper towels. I just had Chipotle napkins no, 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 no. for a while. I I don't want to appreciate the slander Abdallah just threw out there. I wouldn't take the hot sauce. I would I would put hot sauce into a little cup. That's fair. Okay. So I would put a lot of it in there so I'd have hot sauce for like a day and a half. That's that, Yes, I would do that. I would never take the bottle. If you're taking the bottle from the Chipotle, <laughs> you're a savage. Like what? Society needs rules. You can't just roll up and take the hot sauce bottle. That's the That's problem with right. these self-checkouts, man. That's the problem with letting robots and taking jobs away from hardworking Americans. That's the problem. So there you go. You hear it from our Gen Zers on the staff. Got a little Bart Simpsons over here. Charlie Bevins and Justin Pottinger. The mayor of Vibesville and then Chardog, the Gen Zers, nearly a third of Gen Zers steal from self-checkout aisles, according to CBS I think we've got News. 100% of them in here. I mean, geez. Unbelievable. We go to Jake in Northbrook. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jake? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good, man. Um, 
I was just calling in when you guys were talking about Eberflus. Would you rather have a better you know, tactician or someone who plays hard for it? Yeah. You know, gets the team to play hard. Right. I'm going to say I want option number three, which Eberflus is terrible at, is building a staff. How important your coordinators are, you know, position coaches. To me, that's the most underrated part of you know head coaching, building you know head coaching, whether you're successful or not. Yeah, it's a good. That's a really good point. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he brings in. I don't look. Here's the thing: if I heard Calf talking about this earlier today with Jay Hood, and I, I believe he's true, he's he's correct that if if they win a handful of these games and Eberflus is back, gets he's coming back too, right? Like they're not going to yeah. blow. They're not, you're going to need another defensive coordinator. This isn't. This can't work again next year where you've got Eberflus doing both jobs. You're going to have to hire a defensive coordinator. And hopefully that defensive coordinator doesn't have HR issues. Um, so I think that they'll do they'll do that. But if they win four out of the five next games or three out of the five next games, and they deem that enough to have Everflus come back and Justin Fields come back, it would it would be worse for Fields, I think, if Getsy doesn't come back because then he's got to learn another new offense. Right, like, because then you're just yeah. going to hire another offensive coordinator. You might hire a, unless you're promoting the quarterbacks coach, which I doubt they do. I think that if they if they stay, if Eberflus stays, everyone that's on his staff currently is coming back. Uh, Spacebar tweets the show and he says we're all paying higher prices to offset shoplifting. I've snagged mugs and dip containers from restaurants, though. Was tempted to snag a serrated butter knife from the Outback Steakhouse. Whoa. Have you ever taken uh, utensils or dishes from restaurants that you've gone to? Yeah, you look at look at your face. I think we should take some more calls, Chris. Um, what are you taking from restaurants? No, so like we Little like, sauce containers. No, 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 no. We it's get nothing, an extra hot sauce. No, there? no, 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 no. It was more like it, an it's extra like order a block. No, 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 no. It's like it was a it was like a sentimental thing. Um, like we went to Winnie and I went we went to a restaurant. It was uh, it was an anniversary. You wanted of ours. a tray from Taco Bell? No, no, no. We went to a, a nice restaurant. It was a it was an anniversary of ours, and they had. Uh, they had like the things you put like they had little like the things you put your chopsticks on when you go to like a sushi restaurant, right? And they were all like different like characters and like little animals and stuff. And she was like, "Oh, this is cute." And I was like, "Take it." And she did. <laughs> and we did. So like I don't think it cost them anything, but uh yeah, like we've de- I've definitely done that before. Why didn't you just ask the restaurant for them? Ah, cuz they might have said no. Yeah. See? I'm ashamed to admit, but I have a spoon from upstairs. Well, now you're stealing from, from work. upstairs. Well, you're just you're stealing, stealing from, from work. work. I didn't realize you, it was. You, hold on. Why would you admit First that? First of all, why would you even admit that? Just don't don't say that. I didn't realize it was in my backpack, and then I got home and it was in there. And Did I was you like, bring it back? Do you have the mugs? I'll bring too? it back. There's no, I don't, have, I don't have the mugs. Upstairs that are missing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have the mugs. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. CBS News, nearly a third of Gen Zers steal from self-checkout aisles. We have two Gen Zers working the show tonight, Justin and Charlie. 
Blocking Abdal, we're your uh, elder millennials at the station. And we don't understand why 31% of Gen Zers are stealing from the self-checkout kiosks. We go to Tim in Deerfield. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tim? Hey, fellas. Thanks for uh, taking my call here. I have a uh, pretty funny story when you guys were talking about this. I just started chuckling in my car. So I fall into that Gen Z category, and I could confidently say... I've never stolen from a grocery store or anything that was etched into my brain at a pretty early age. My sister, I guess when she was two or three years old, had stolen like a pack of gum from a white hen when those used to be around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom like saw her chopping on the back, and my mom asked her where she got that from. And my mom was pretty tied in with the police department where we grew up. So she was so upset with my sister, she reached out to couple of the police officers she knew drove her to the police station and they locked her up Whoa, for like an hour damn. So, oh, so i that was straight. my brain so i learned at a very young age not to mess with that stuff that's awesome tim that's an outstanding I'm story keep that one in the back pocket in case my daughter ever steals anything good call tim thank you there he is there's tim that's a great story tj in tinley park you're on espn 1000 what's up tj Hey guys, just wanted to say my uh, my girlfriend's got this weird obsession with uh, taking like those dipping sauce uh, containers from from restaurants. She's probably got like a stack of like fifteen of those like nicer uh, dipping sauce containers at home. It's kind of funny, weird obsession she's got. Oh, like the ones they give you at a restaurant if like your ketchup comes like on the side or something. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. At home, does she go to the bathroom and like wash them off before she puts them in her purse or something? No, you just put napkins around it. I'm sure. The 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 to go. Yeah, yeah, I do the same thing. Exactly. Just throw it in a little to go container and um, yeah, just. Throw them in the dishwasher when you get home, and now we got a stack of yeah, like fifteen. This of them. is why a burger Thank costs eighteen ninety nine. Thank you, <laughs> Pottinger. What you're stealing the dishes from restaurants as I well? Do, yeah, I do the same. My girlfriend does the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah, what, it's, why? It's, what do you, you need a little, for? You need a little soft dish for? at home? Yeah, why? I don't have those. The cute little what? soft uh, sauce dishes. Use I don't a have plate. those. Yeah. What do you need that for? I don't know, man. Use a sauce, shot glass. Ranch. Buffalo sauce. <laughs> Michael and Munster, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, no, I never got taught on the self-checkout line, basically. So that's my argument. I don't know how to self-checkout. You know, I got to go through, I think, like the hours of employment to get that, kind of. So I'm there just haphazardly just trying to check out shit. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing, so I'm like there. I'm not an expert on this. I thought they got trained, so I'm just here. I'm just trying to get through the line, baby. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mike. All right, Appreciate all right, you. All right. Uh, Raphael tweets us. Not that Raphael. Not the Raphael that we know. A different Raphael. I'm a Gen Xer and just swiped something from the Bath and Body Works the other day. What do you need cucumber scented lotion for on the cheap? Just buy that stuff, man. That's like not super cheap either. I feel like that's not nothing. That's you not got a can of soda. You guys realize these uh, dishes that Pottinger is stealing from restaurants? That's not nothing either. No, like, I those know. Those cost money. Like the little metal ones that yeah, come like those, on the side where they put like the, yeah, the little they, metal, sometimes plastic. Those aren't the free. In those? Just throw those in your to-go box no, and you're fine. you're not throwing them into the to-go. They're not suggested to be taken. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Taking the plates. What it's, is wrong with you? <laughs> Phil in Plainfield, you're on ESPN 1000. 
Hey, what's going on? Black and Madala. What's, what's up? up? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I uh, want to weigh in, too. Got a little something. So I got the five-gallon jugs at home of water. Yeah. You know, no big deal. Um, you can go swap those out, and it's like seven bucks, right? $2.50 if you stand there and manually refill them. I usually go swap them out when I get in, and when I go buy all my other groceries, I type in, oh, refills, refills. So it's like a three-finger discount, not a five-finger. You know, it's two fifty versus seven bucks. They've since fixed that, though. So they got they got the wise to you. Void. They got wise they to you. Got, they, all right. Yeah, yeah. They know what's up now. So, all right. Well, there. But they're, uh, you know, yeah, it was a good trick while it lasted, I suppose. And again, like three. I'm still paying for the water, just sure. a little less. Just a little less. Not paying yeah. for the uh, the delivery the delivery fee. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Yeah. There he is. There's Thank Phil in Plainfield. We go to Al in Lamont. You're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Al? So, good to talk to you guys. I'm older than you guys. I think I'm probably carbon stage. Okay. Um, so, Christmas season, you buy your Christmas gifts. Personally, I'll celebrate Christmas, but my girl does, so I'm with it. Okay? Um, we're at Target. We, uh, we don't do the self-checkout. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying for this stuff, I'm gonna and they're getting. I want somebody to take care. Of. I don't want to do their job for them, but so we buy our son this three hundred dollar electric scooter, right? <clears throat> it's in the cart, load up with the cart. This guy is scanning us out. We get home. She goes, "Babe, I don't think he, he didn't charge us for the scooter." Okay, I'm like, okay. She's like, "Well, let's go. We have to go back. That's not right." I'm a, okay. I'm pretty, I think I'm an okay person, but if you say you're a good guy, that means you're not. So I'm not going to say that. But I said, I'm not going back. That's their mistake. That's their cost of doing business. She's like adamant about, she's like an honest person, right? I'm like, all right. I said, I'll go back. I'll take care of it. Needless to say, I didn't. Oh, can, I, can I change my name to Mitchell from this place first before I get outed? Sure, um, sure Mitchell. I, uh, I, I said I went back. I didn't pay for it. I just told her I did. So I would like a few to times. know. Yeah. Well, I smoked my hookah for like 30 minutes. I, <laughs> I want to know, would you guys go back and pay for it? And don't uh, say yes just because you're on the radio, guys. Yeah, um, and yeah. be honest. And then, Abdullah, I think your daughter's probably getting a little older to the age where when you get home, you're going to find stuff in her pocket at the register, and you don't realize that she paid for it or you did. Yeah. And you can't go back for that. But I'm talking about a big ticket item, 300 yeah. bucks. I don't know what you guys would do in all honesty. Three hundred bucks is a lot. Al, like, how much else did you purchase that day that they forgot to ring that out? No, you know how. The, so I had the, it's a big box. It's on the bottom of the cart, and we right. had a bunch of stuff in the cart. Okay. So we loaded up, and I told the guy, "It's on the bottom." You know how they have that big scanner; they can yeah. bring it around and scan the big items. And I just assumed he did. And so, did, and she well, I mean, for sure would have. Well, you don't but work I'm there. That's saying. not. That's not. You. Yeah, it's not good. my fault, right? Mm. All right, Al, we're going to debate this, okay? This is, this is an interesting know. question, I'm right? Listen. Oh, you keep listening. Listen. All right, so uh, big ticket item. You got I a bunch like of stuff at Target. They, so I'm and like, Al. You leave, you pack up the car, you're going home, you're looking at the receipt, and you look at, you know, because whenever you use a credit card now, it gives you the automatic notification to your phone. You see the notification, mm-hmm. you're like, that price is different than what I was expecting. Yeah. So I'm like, Al, where I will go to a person and check out if I have a lot of produce. Same. 
Because I don't like typing in all the numbers. Well, I did looking just, at all the stuff. No, I like his initial thought. If there's a person there to work, yeah. Like I'm gonna utilize the person Unless that's working. Unless there's a working, long line and there's a shorter line for the. None of us are using yeah. the person that's working. That they're gonna eliminate the people working. And we're all just gonna be so self checkouts. So I go to the people who are working. I say hello, how you doing? And then we we go that that way. So I get it. I totally understand that. Would you go back to the store and tell them they messed up? So here's the thing, right? If I'm on the conveyor belt, not me, but if my stuff is on the conveyor belt, big ticket item. If my stuff is on the conveyor belt and like. The checkout person forgot to scan, like, deodorant, like they said. I'm not going back to pay for deodorant. Sorry. Right? Like, I'm not going to go all the way back and be like, hey, here's seven bucks or whatever deodorant is. Right? But $300 is a lot of money to just, like, because you know, you know. And every time your kid rides that scooter, you're gonna know. <laughs> you're gonna you're know. You're gonna know. <laughs> you're gonna know. And like, you know what it would be if this was a film? It would be like the scooter. Uh, your kid would get on the scooter, ride down the street, and as she's riding away, a cop car slowly pulls by. Yeah. And every and like, time you'd be, faster, like, faster. you'd be like, well, because is here's, that for me? okay, here's the big, here's my biggest problem, right? Here's my biggest problem with it. My biggest problem with it being a big ticket item that's something that's like three hundred dollars is what if something's wrong with it? You go to return it, and they're going to say you never purchased it. And then you just have to purchase another one, and then you got to explain to your wife that I never actually went, and I never actually paid for it. And so now we just have to buy another one. And yes, it kind of evens out, but not really, because if this was a a broken item, we could have just returned it. The store would have sent it back to wherever they get it from. They would have gotten credit for it. We would have gotten a new one, no problem. Because now if it's something that's like under warranty or like you can register it, whatever, with kids stuff like that, if something goes wrong with it, you can take it back because you have a receipt or it's in your target account or whatever it is. If you don't go back and pay for it, you can't do that. Like, yes, you could just buy another one, but then you're getting to the doghouse with your wife because you have to explain to her, hey, I never went back and we've just had 300 bucks that we've just been sitting on. And I'm assuming with a big box store like that, if you go in and say, hey, I think there was a mistake. You never actually charged me for this. Mm hmm. I don't think they're going to say, you know what? That is our fault. No, they're not. Just they're gonna take it. They're going to charge right? you. Like, like that's no, never going to happen gonna at a big box now, retailer like that. To be fair, though, I've gotten something from like Amazon and they I've said, oh, like I just do a return. And one of the options is item no longer needed. And sometimes they just go, just keep it. Yeah, that that does happen. I do feel like $300, you kind of have to go back and... It's more to me that if something goes wrong or breaks, like if a wheel falls off after like a week of using it, that's not something that should be, that should happen. So you could go and say, hey, this thing was damaged, and then you get another one. You know what I mean? Isn't this one of those karma things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karma chameleon, man. Like you, you go back, you admit, hey, uh, we just got home and I looked at my receipt and Mm -hmm. this was never, uh... This wasn't paid for. Yeah. And then hopefully they apologize. They, okay, here you go. It's $300. You charge it. And then at some point, karma comes back to you, right? Yeah. You put the vibes out in, in, into the universe, and at some point, it'll come back to you. Yeah. You might not find a scooter for $300, but maybe maybe the next time you steal the hot sauce from Chipotle, they won't catch you. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen... I mean, we know what hot our Gen Zers would do. They would get on the scooter together and ride off into hot the sunset. Sauce, yeah, as they're stealing vaping, stuff left and vaping right. Vaping and, and zinning their way down the street. We know that that's what they would do. Just floating through <laughs> that life. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> 
you two are just, just stealing from stores. Yelling. It's a pretty awesome image of me. They're and yelling, stealing from the workplace. Cowabunga, man. <laughs> as they're rolling down the <laughs> You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Thank you to Charlie Bevins and Justin Pottinger for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. Thieves! The two Gen Zers stealing from the self-checkout kiosks. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah, 6 to 8, each and every weeknight, right here on ESPN 1000. Coming up next, the Jimmy V Classic. You'll hear... Uh, basketball game between North Carolina and UConn from Madison Square Garden. So you hear that right here on ESPN 1000 uh, in about eight minutes right here on the station. Black and Dolls will return tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, the two guys uh, producing tonight's show, they steal. Good job, guys. Steven in Kansas City, you're on ESPN Chicago. What's up, Kate? What's up, Steven? Hey, guys. Uh, great show. Thanks, man. Um, obviously, a lot of conversations uh, surround, uh, you know, surrounded uh, Otani pretty much uh, all day today about the, you know, Cubs in and out. And you know, as a uh, Japanese American Cubs fan, and I've obviously followed, you know, the the situation closely both here in the states and in Japan. Uh, it's kind of uh, uh, interesting that all of a sudden he is starting to get a little bit of uh, pushback or getting uh, criticism. Uh, with the uh, so-called, uh, you know, secrecy surrounding the um, his uh, free agency, and I, I think it's pretty much more to do with the sour grapes from some of the writers because they really have nothing to write because Otani's decision is uh, being held up, and uh, until he makes a decision, not many teams can do, including the Cubs. And I will say this. If Otani decides to go back to the Angels, that's his choice, too, because having lived in Japan and lived and studied there, I will say that, uh, you know, repetition and, you know, um, seniority is far more important. And I've never been in a country where it is, you know, seniority and stuff like that is uh, being uh, put a greater emphasis on the society, which is kind of explaining why Japan has kind of stagnated as a country for the last two decades. But I digress. But the point is, I get the brush back because, and I did call you the show, uh, Waddle and Sylvie, back in the summer, mm-hmm. and I posed this question, not necessarily to both of you, but to the others. Is American public really comfortable with the idea of, you know, maybe somebody making five, six hundred million dollars, but especially, you know, an Asian American player, you know, making that kind of money? Because obviously, baseball is a sacred sport, and I, and I get it sometimes maybe too conservative to a younger generation of people. Yeah, why not? But, He's the best player in baseball. Exactly. But 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 there are people who are still narrow-minded, and unfortunately there's going to be some brushback. And if and, and I'll say this. If if it wasn't the name Otani, maybe say, for, for example, a generic lane like Johnson, Williams, or even 
a Latin superstar named Ortega or Suarez. Would we be having this kind of conversation or brushback? I'll hang brush- up and listen, guys. Yeah, thanks for the call, Stephen. I don't I, think there's I, any I don't think brush there's brushback. I think, I think people brush- are waiting for him to decide where he's going to go. Yeah, I think the brushback that you're seeing is the calls that we've taken of what if he gets hurt? I mean, I, I, and that's a concern with anybody signing a 10-year deal, right? Like that's I don't think that has anything to do with his last name or his nationality or whatever it is. I think that anytime you sign someone whether it's Bryce Harper to a 10-year deal or or Judge to a 9-year deal or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Your the concerns are, well, there's two concerns. One, it's a lot of money for one player and you can't win with just one player. But also, like, they could get hurt. I feel like that's the the only brushback that we've gotten today. He's the biggest star in the sport. Of we, course. We're uh, close to ending the show. Mike in the South Suburbs. Got to go fast, Mike. What's up? Okay. Thanks for taking my call. It's about uh, field. Sorry about that. But I, I'm in the very, very slim minority where I actually think they should um, I think they should pay him the $23 million. That's the number. Bring him back for the fifth year and draft Caleb Williams first. Um, I don't, I'm not in the camp that, oh, we've got to see the last five games. I understand we've had over two and a half years, but I, I give Coles credit. He made a hell of a trade. He got the first rounder and the second rounder the following year. And why not? If there's a schism between, between Fields and Getty, so be it. Let's let it play out a little bit longer. They got the cap room. No reason. Jordan Love sat on the bench for three years. Sure. If Caleb Williams is generational, supposedly, don't pass on him. Take him. Play field. Field was hurt this year for a handful of games. And and see how it plays out. Thanks, Mike. I think, I think that's the best option. Thanks for the phone call. There he is. There's Mike. He thinks the Bears should hold on to fields. T.O. and Elgin, got to go quick. What's up, T.O.? Hey, guys. How are you doing? I just say, uh, happy belated to... Sorry, I got confused. Oh, thank you. I appreciate Adam, it. Adam, yes, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate we share, it. We share a seventh birthday. So. Oh, no way. Happy birthday. Nice. Yeah, no, Happy my birthday. My about the Bears. We're five games left on the season. Um, I want to know how many games you think they're going to win and which games are they going to win. I'll listen and I hang up. Sorry. All right, T.O., thanks for the phone call. Have a good night, all right? I think they win the uh, the Cardinals, the Falcons. uh yeah, sure. They win on Sunday. Whoa, you're going for the Detroit Lions I, game. They're going to win at home. Yeah, yeah. Home turf. Home turf. Home win. Again, All right, in the division. Back to back in the division. Back to back in Take the division. Take out the Vikings and then the Lions. Sure, why? Listen, so you got I, three. How I, many more? I, 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 I don't know. Four out of, I, th- I mean, it's... If you're going you, five. If we keep said saying, that the Bears are going to run the table. If we keep table. saying four out of five, three out of five, got to pick some games for them to win, right? Why not start on Sunday? We'll talk to you tomorrow at six. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Eberflug. A lack of lollygagging.